this was not what August had in mind. The school bag sagged open on the bed, spilling supplies, and the uniform was way too tight. Emily claimed that was the style, but August felt like the clothes were trying to strangle him. The Flynn Task Force outfits were flexible, designed for combat, but the Colton Academy uniform was stiff, suffocating. His shirt sleeves came to rest just above his wrist bones, and the lowest of the black tallies on his forearm, now 418, showed every time he crooked his elbow. August growled and tugged the fabric down again. He ran a comb through his hair, which didn't really stop the black curls from falling into his pale eyes, but at least he tried. He straightened and found his gaze in the mirror, but his expression stared back with a vacancy that made him shudder. On Leo, the expressionless planes of his face registered his confidence. On Ilsa, the evenness read as serenity. But August just looked lost. He'd studied Henry and Emily and everyone else he came across, from the FTF cadets to the sinners. Tried to memorize the way their features lit up with excitement, twisted with anger or guilt. He spent hours in front of the mirror trying to master the nuances and recreate those faces, while Leo looked on with his flat black stare. You're wasting your time, his brother would say. But Leo was wrong. Those hours were going to pay off. August blinked, another natural act that felt unnatural, affected, managed a tiny, thoughtful crease between his brows and recited the words he'd practiced. My name is Freddie Gallagher. There was a slight hitch before the F as the word scratched his throat. It wasn't a lie, not really. It was a borrowed name, just like August. He didn't have one of his own. Henry had chosen the name August, and now August chose the name Freddy, and they both belonged to him, just as neither did. That's what he told himself, over and over and over until he believed it. Because truth wasn't the same thing as fact. It was personal. He swallowed, tried the second line, the one meant only for him. I am not a, but his throat closed up. The words got stuck. I am not a monster. That's what he wanted to say, but he couldn't. He hadn't found a way to make it true. Don't you look handsome, came a voice from the door. August's gaze traveled up a fraction in the mirror to see his sister, Ilsa, leaning in the doorway, wearing the barest tint of a smile. She was older than August, but she looked like a doll. Her long strawberry blonde hair pulled up in its usual messy nest, and her large blue eyes feverish, as if she hadn't slept. She rarely did. Handsome, she said, pushing off the door. But not happy. Ilsa padded forward into the room, her bare feet moving effortlessly around the books, though she never looked down. You should be happy, little brother. Isn't this what you wanted? Was it? August had always imagined himself in FTF fatigues, guarding the seam and protecting South City, like Leo. He heard the troops talk about his brother as if he were a god, keeping the darkness at bay with nothing but the piece of music in his head. Feared, worshipped. August straightened his collar, which made his sleeves ride up again. He tugged them down as Ilsa snaked her arms around his shoulders. He stilled. Leo refused such contact, and August didn't know what to make of it. Too often touching was a part of taking. 
But Ilsa had always been like this, tactile. And he reached up and touched her arm. Where his skin was marked with short black lines, hers was covered in stars. A whole sky's worth, or so he thought. August had never seen more than a handful of real stars on nights when the grid went down. But he'd heard about places where the city lights didn't reach, where there were so many stars you could see by them, even on a moonless night. You're dreaming, said Ilsa in her sing-song way. She rested her chin on top of his shoulder and squinted. What is that in your eyes? What? That speck, right there. Is it fear? He found her gaze in the mirror. Maybe, he admitted. He hadn't set foot in a school, not since the day of his catalyst, and nerves rang like bells behind his ribs. But there was something else, too. A strange excitement at the idea of playing normal. And every time he tried to untangle how he felt, he just ended up in knots.